Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Fish Stripes Unfiltered, with Eli Sussman leading us into it as the host for this special episode. Um, I'm not sure whether this will be episode 33, or maybe 34, or maybe 35. We're recording this in the middle of January, uh, and we feel like it could be kind of an evergreen concept between now and the start of spring training, but it's coming out soon after recording this, I imagine. Uh, as you guys can see from um, the title, this is, what are we calling this? God, I need to remember exactly what the call-up contest, the Marlins call-up contest. In the next couple of minutes, I'll be explaining what exactly that is. I'm with Mr. and Mrs. Unfiltered from every single episode, Kevin Baral and Isaac Azut. And we have a special first-time guest. It's Rob from Pro Baseball Radar, who I know from his great work uh, on the site and on Twitter as well. And I think we'll just start off there, Rob, before I bring everybody into this and walk us through what exactly this call-up contest is. You just explained what it is that pro baseball radar radar does and where people can find it. For sure. I started out during COVID as an alternative to a roster resource. Um, so if you go to the MLB radar on the main page, what we have is essentially AAA next to AA, next to high A, next to low A. And it's just, I think, the deepest roster projections right now in the offseason that you're going to find out there. A uh, ton of effort goes into it. Uh, I got some predictions. It's just basically... Uh, a performance radar to um, just highlighting the main offensive categories, the main pitching categories, it, just getting a pretty good idea of it uh, just in general. So, yeah, I love using it, uh, others too. So check it out when you got a chance. Right. And it's all 30 teams, just to be clear. And that's why I thought this was a fun contrast with Isaac and Kevin obviously being Marlins experts, but Rob coming at it from a different perspective. 
as uh, we go into this call-up contest. We've done some of these draft concepts before on the podcast, and I felt this one, it's going to be just a single-year thing where we're going to get good closure by the end of the year, how everybody does. What we're trying to do, the objective is to simply predict which players are going to get called up for the first time, make their major league debut with the Marlins this year. As we've seen um, in recent years, this team, more so than most probably, leans a lot on these younger guys, on these interchangeable pieces. And uh, next year should be no exception. So there's a lot to choose from in putting Kevin and Isaac and Rob head-to-head. To head. They're going to do a five-round draft, picking 15 total players. And so by the end of the year, it's going to be as simple as seeing which of you guys is able to anticipate who the most call-ups out of those five picks. Maybe you go five for five. Um, I think that's a, a probably a little bit tricky. I will get to it in a minute, why it's probably harder than you think it is at this particular moment to do it. Um, before getting into all the particulars, we need to determine the draft order. And I felt the best way to do it was by doing a trivia question. This is my favorite way of doing it, where I'm just going to real quick, going to get quick responses from each of you. And who's ever the closest with their guess is going to pick first. Who's ever second closest pick second. And then the last person will pick third in the draft order. Before we started recording, Kevin, he's curious. He, he just, off the top of his head, he figured it out what the question would be, but he doesn't know what the answer is. Uh, because in the spirit of anticipating call-ups for 2023, the simple question is how many players made their major league debut with the Marlins last year, in 2022? You just get a few seconds to think about it, and then I'm gonna oh. go one, one, one. Whoever is closest picks first. Okay. Get the idea. So, how many different players made their major league debut with the Marlins in 2022? Kevin, you first. Just give us a number. Eight. Eight. Okay. And Isaac, don't. It could be any other number except for eight. Seventeen. Seventeen. And Rob. I was going to say seventeen actually, but I'll go one over eighteen. All right. Well, the correct answer is thirteen. So I win. I can show you the list right there. And it is Isaac that just by a hair. 13. Oh, Latwig, LeBlanc. Oh. Yeah, I was just thinking of like all the stupid pitchers and Joe Dunan. Oh my god, dude. Zabala, one game. Wow. Whatever went under Rob, you would have had it instead of one over. (laughs) I should have. So for people just listening to this on our pod feed, it's a wide variety of players, including former top draft picks like J.J. Bleday, like Jordan Groshans, and, and Max Meyer, and the obscure of the obscure, like Anaris Zabala, and um, Jake, Jake Fishman. Jake Fishman and A.J. Ladwig is probably at the bottom of that poll. So this just gives you a taste of what it looks like. Um, there are players that all different paths can lead to this moment. About half of them could be Marlins drafted and developed. And then there are plenty of other ways for these players to come into the organization. The reason why this is pretty impossible to get right at this moment as we record even before spring training is that players like Ledwig, um, players like, I think he's the one example of a player that wasn't even in the organization when the year started. I think they signed him. He wasn't. He was with the Tigers. They signed him in May, but down in double A. And he obviously some of these players – when they were brought up, it was never with the intention that they would stick or that they would be core players. It's just that they were needed at a particular time. So this is a very difficult exercise, but I think you guys are up for the challenge of, of doing no, no. it. 
Let the correct answer was 13. So Isaac was closest. He's going to pick first. And Kevin and Rob, you were tied. You're both five That's apart. I think in the interest of our guests coming in, we'll give Rob the second pick and then Kevin the third. And it will do, we'll snake it around where okay. um, Kevin, you'll pick fourth. And then ah, Rob and Isaac will pick six. So just okay. give me one more moment as I load up this draft board that I'll fill in in real time. We want to be relatively quick with um, the picks that you make. You could, when you pick somebody, you know, give a brief introduction to that player and why you are picking them just for the audience at home, because we want this to be a little bit educational for everybody that might not be familiar with these players. And let me um, move these this around to reflect our draft order. We'll have, well, Isaac picking uh, first and Kevin picking third. As it says right here, we're just simply drafting these players that we think are going to make their debuts with the Marlins this year. It doesn't matter how long they spent. An AJ Ladwig is worth exactly the same as a JJ Bleday, just right. like that. We want right. to get as, as much success in terms of anticipating which of these players are going to debut. Bit. And to be perfectly clear, can't include anybody that has already debuted for any length of time. They have to have zero regular season major league experience. With that, okay. we'll, we'll put Isaac on the clock. Okay, well, you know, this isn't exactly, I guess, a call up. Uh, the number one pick for me will be Nick Enright. Yeah, that was good. The uh, Rule 5 selection from Cleveland. He is going to be in the opening day bullpen unless something catastrophic goes wrong. Um, he will be, you know, making his Major League debut almost instantly. So, yeah, I, he will be on the Major League roster and he will make his Major League debut no matter what. So, he is my first overall pick. That was my pick. It, Rob, you think that was the best number one overall pick to make based on the now, players? Are we going chronologically? Are we going caliber of player? We're, we're going by that, likelihood that they're going likelihood. to debut this year. Yeah. A whole right. year. Oh, man. Right. Thanks for yeah. thanks for dangling Yuri Perez for me then. Because that is my first overall pick. Okay. Okay. Right. Since his top prospect in the Marlins organization. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, you look at the Marlins rotation right now, they're pretty deep, so he's not going to get a ton of starts, but I think he will get a taste towards the end of the year, depending on how he does a AAA, of course, which I think will be outstanding this year. All right. Well, I'm up, and I'm going to take Josh Simpson with my my pick. I believe he will be in the major leagues at some point, if it's one day, but he he's going to make it up there. He was added to the 40, man. Um think he, he'll have a good chance in spring training and I go again right so I will take I'm gonna go George Soriano with my next pick I also think he'll debut added to the 40 man uh, so those, those two guys I believe are a lock to make uh, the major leagues at some point yeah well give us a little bit more about George Soriano I know it's one of your favorite prospects just for anybody that's not familiar why it is why it is that you, you're picking him not only that you're picking him but picking him this highly well, I mean, first added to 40 men as well as Simpson. So that, that kind of makes you assume that at some point he'll be up there. Um, this guy has closer potential. We saw it with, I believe it was Jacksonville. We saw him get a couple saves in there. He just throws gas, man. This guy is, this guy's really freaking good. It was a former starter. Now he's a reliever, as we all know. Um, and I believe he's getting up there in age as well. So I think it would be time to start thinking, really considering about bringing him up there, especially if, if you make moves within the bullpen, which I don't really know what those moves could be. But um, if this bullpen starts to underperform, Soriano should be 
maybe the number one or number two option you bring up from Jacksonville? With the number five overall pick, we go back to Rob. All right. Uh, continuing with the bullpen, I'm going to go with Eli Villalobos, the That's third guy who was added to the 40-man this offseason, along with Simpson Soriano. Um, he was actually a Juco catcher, uh, converted to a pitcher at Long Beach State. Um, he was a fastball breaking ball guy coming up, and last year, or this year rather, he's added a splitter. So we're going to see how the three-pitch mix folds into the Marlins' uh, plans in the back of the pen. I, wish, I do want to point out for people at home, one of the things that probably the main thing that would make a likely person on the cusp of their debut somehow knock it up during the upcoming year is an injury. And I find it kind of interesting that all of the first five picks are all pitchers that in, in general have a slightly higher likelihood of getting hurt at some point during spring or early in the minor league season. Just throwing that out there. I find that curious that we're all pitching so far. I think I know who Isaac's going with here. Yeah, I think it's time to sway away from pitching. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't think – I think he would have to pitch perfectly to be called up. Um, I, I'm fairly confident that Jacob Amaya will make his major league debut at some point. I was between him and another middle infielder that's also on the 40-man, but I think he he's a year older. He's proven it more at the higher levels. They just signed him. Kim Ang this morning said that she expects him to be part of the big league team at some point during the 2023 season. You're probably one injury to either Joey Wendell or John Birdie away from seeing him. So I'm fairly confident Marlins fans will see him at Lone Depot Park this upcoming season. Breaking ball is hit pretty well. Deep left field. Wilson a couple of steps back and it's gone. A grand slam for Jacob Myatt. the second one he has hit with OKC. If we are recording this just a few hours after Kim Ang acknowledged the trade that to acquire Amaya for Miguel Rojas, and she did say that. She said he's, he is they're expecting at some point this upcoming season for him to come up in some role which is um, that's a pretty big endorsement for this particular contest. You know, maybe not everybody else is that interested, but for the timing is pretty convenient for you to yeah. snag him right here. Yeah. And I go, I go again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. Sugar. Just, I'm going to go with the other guy. I'm going to go with Xavier Edwards. No. Oh. I believe he's also very close to major league ready, if he pretty much is, in my opinion. High lot four hundred at bats at AAA already. And I could they're very excited about him. He's sort of the epitome of the new style of baseball that they want to play, you know, contact yeah. speed. So I think we'll see him, if not in the middle of the year, at least September for sure. So I, I'm yeah. fairly confident in my first three picks that they'll all see major league time at some And that new style also goes with Amaya. So just a little more power from Amaya's end. So mm-hmm. Back to you, Rob. Man, I think there's a steep drop off in after yeah. that. <laughs> um, so next, I'm going to go with Jake Mangum. Um, I'm a Mets oh. fan, so I was pretty upset that we traded Mangum because he was a perfect fit as a fourth outfielder for us. Now yeah. with the Marlins, Marlins are full of fourth outfielders. That's almost all they have on their major league and AAA rosters. But I think Mangum's a higher floor player. He's the all-time SEC hits leader. Um, so, you know, some of the guys on Marlins, Burdick, Blade, they're a little bit more volatile with their K-to-walk ratios. So I think Mangum will be a nice anchor for them as a fourth outfielder, fifth outfielder guy. All right. 
with my next pick, I'm gonna take Troy Johnston. This team uh, really, this team currently doesn't have a, a, another first baseman outside of Garrett Cooper. They just traded the player that Kim Meng mentioned. Uh, she would like to see getting some reps at first base if it isn't Cooper, and that is Miguel Rojas. And then you're left with um, who, who was it? Nick Fortes, who, who she also mentioned in that press conference, I believe, yesterday. And um, he was only played, I believe, one career game at first base, and that was very early on in the season. So uh, I think Troy is just one injury away, as as Isaac mentioned, for Amaya and Edwards to come up and make his major league debut. This guy, former fish, stri- fish stripes and filtered guest. Hope mm-hmm. to have him on at some point again. Um, he was maybe the hottest hitter in double A at one point throughout the year. Contact hitting. I believe it was 14 homers, Eli, I want to say. Or nine around yeah, that it, felt, it felt like half of those came in a single homestand during a couple yeah. of weeks right in the middle of the year. Yeah, this guy, this guy's really freaking good. And and I know they tried him out at left, but I mean the you you have a lot of outfielders right now and a lack of first base. And I believe the next first baseman after Troy Johnson would be Torin Montgomery, who would be in Beloit uh starting next season. So unless I'm missing a player right now. Yeah, I think that's an interesting pick, but you you're making quite a bit on the Marlins not signing or acquiring some other veteran first phase from between. I believe they should. I believe they should, but you know, (laughs) at the time of the recording, they don't have one. So I think they'll go with Troy Johnson. I I I think they should at least. And I pick again, right? Go ahead. I do again. Eli's funny. Yeah. I'm enjoying this so much. No Lord, I'll take Sean Reynolds. I'll take Eli's. Yeah, brother. bro, you can't just take everyone that I wanted to pick. Capital, Sean Reynolds. Think you'll make it at some point this year. Added to the forty man. Um, great season for Beloit and Jupiter and Jupiter and uh, Pensacola. Got the final out of that championship series. Uh, I've, former hitter. Um, didn't work out there. And if you yeah, want to call him that, former first baseman actually. Funny enough. So I think Reynolds will be pretty good. And Eli, if you want to talk a little more about your boy. Well, the first thing I want to say is that somebody that is as high on Sean Reynolds as anybody, I I probably would not have picked him anywhere in this contest. <laughs> um, so they put him on the 40-man roster. Oh, no, man. They had A.J. Ladwig come up last Right. Year. So he's been in the organization since 2016. He spent the first half of that as a position player, started converting to a pitcher during COVID, when, was a two-way player very briefly in 2021. And so this past year was his first true full season as a reliever. Very encouraging. Um, I mean, more so than anything, his fastball velo has gone through the roof, and he's developed some really solid control of that pitch. Uh, His 80-grade makeup, I absolutely – I love him. I love him as a person. Um, But he has limited double-A experience. This is just his very first year on the 40-man roster, so they have minor league options they could use on him. I think he's just more of a multi-year project. So it's – very possible he comes up because he is on the 40 man um, because he is rapidly improving as a pitcher. It is still relatively new for him. I, it's possible. It is possible. But even me, I'll just say in my opinion, um, I would not have necessarily banked on him coming up this year. It's possible, but um, there's other scenarios I think where they could probably get some more experienced pitchers up during the course of the year. We'll see. I hope you're right, Kevin. I'll say that. All right. And now we are – I'll stop right here now that we're 10 picks through out of the 15, and we're moving quicker than I even thought we would through this. So to catch everybody up that's listening and can't see the board, Nick Enright, Yuri Perez, 
Josh Simpson, George Soriano, Eli Villalobos, Jacob Amaya, Xavier Edwards, Jake Mangum, Troy Johnston, now Sean Reynolds. Those are the first 10 picks of players that these guys are predicting to debut this year at some point with the Marlins that don't already have any major league experience. So final five picks, we'll go back to Rob. All right, I'm going to go with the GOAT catcher, Paul McIntosh. Whoa, okay. Undrafted at West Virginia. Check this out. Check out check out this fun fact. He has a minor league career WRC plus of 133. <laughs> out of all the players in the Marlins minor league system that's a, projected to be on the full season roster, with over 150 at-bats in their career, that's the highest. Wow. You take away the plate appearance qualifier, it's second only to Jake Thompson. So the guy can hit, he can produce, and I think Austin Allen's probably ahead of him on depth chart this year, but I think he will get a taste at some point. Okay. Alex Carver, a fish on the farm. I, I know you're listening to this. He's going to love that. He is, he is the number one Paul McIntosh guy. He was, I think a lot of us thought there was a possibility that he would move up to AAA at some point last year. And um, instead, you know, spent the full year at AA, missed a little time due to injury, and the bat is going to play. So the big question with him is whether he sticks at catcher moving into next year or whether they move him off to an easier position as well. I mean, if they move him to first base primarily, um, the way that this team is constructed, maybe first base is a pretty quick path for him to reach the majors as well yep. so another one that we're hoping for because it is a lot of fun watching him rake his batted ball quality is awesome as we move to isaac for his final pick of round four i'm going to go with jeff lindgren <laughs> the tell us a little bit about jeff lindgren the pitcher, the 26-year-old pitcher, you know, the 20, I think he was in the 2019 draft, if I'm not mistaken. He's, you know, pitched everywhere, um, all low A, high A, double A, triple A. He pitched, he made it to triple A last year, didn't play that well. But he's someone that, you know, if they need a spot start, I think he's sort of that A.J. Ladwood kind of guy that'll make that start for them. Not exactly Yuri Perez over here, but he is someone that I could possibly see making his major league debut at the, this season. And then for my final pick, I'm in between two guys. Uh, I think they're both pretty unlikely. But I'll go with – he might not even be with it. I'll go with J.D. Orr. I was going to choose. <laughs> I'll go with J.D. Orr. I, he's been here. He's a right state factor. He's that guy just gets on base and he steals bases, and he's a really fun player. Obviously, just can't hit the ball out of the you know the infield very well, but he is a fun player to watch, and I think they don't have as much outfield depth as they'd like. And you know, Avi gets hurt, and they'd maybe plug him in there for a fourth outfield spot. So JD or is my guy. I was gonna go just for so everyone knows. I was gonna go with CJ Hinojosa as someone that Hinojosa, can, yeah, <laughs> he's on my board. He was gonna be someone that could maybe debut, but I just didn't even know if he would be with the team after spring training. So exactly, I went, yeah. I went with JD or. Yeah, yeah, to this point, most of these – oh, yeah, we haven't picked any of the guys that signed as minor league free agents. Yeah. It's a Rule 5 pick. We picked several guys that they traded for as well. The majority of these players have been in the organization for several years, uh, but not yet guys like you know, so There's And there's a few others that you might be considering with these final few picks who signed as minor league free agents, haven't played yet, but are getting – at least are getting invites to big league camp, I presume. Final pick for, for Rob here. 
Round five. This is where we start getting to the weeds, guys. Um, couple between. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with uh, Zach McCambly. Oh. I think that this year the Marlins are going to finally convert him into a reliever. Uh, yeah. He really struggled in Double A last year. I mean, if he, if he does stay starter, he might repeat Double A. But I think the move is going to be a reliever Triple A. He's got 65 grade curveball. Um, I think we could see some Lance McCullers like curveball usage out of him. Yeah, they kind of look alike too. They do. All right, this is where it gets difficult, huh? With the final. Well, this, yeah, this is this is the end. This is as difficult as it gets. It's the final overall pick, fifteenth overall for Kevin. So let me give um, Isaac's complete team. It's Nick Enright, Jacob Amaya, Xavier Edwards, Jeff Lindgren, J.D. Orr, with Rob from Pro Baseball Radar, Yuri Perez, Eli Villalobos. Jake Mangum, Paul McIntosh, and Zach McCambly. And Kevin making his final pick. This is not easy, but 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 I will take. Oh no. Uh I'm just proud of you for not choosing someone with major league service time already. I'm proud of you, Kevin. I'm going I'm gonna go Dax Fulton. I'm taking the risk. I think I don't think you'll be in double A for too long. What he did in double A this year was nothing short of just Amazing. What, what I, if someone gets traded to another team and makes his debut for that other team? Does that count as a win for Dax Holden? <laughs> what if he does get traded? No, that's that's part of the calculus is that they're going to actually be in the Marlins organization okay. debut with the team. So that's okay. yeah, you'll lose that. And the Volton is I maybe at the risk of that. I, I won't believe that they're going to trade away one of their top prospects until they actually do it. You know, it just doesn't yeah. they haven't really pulled the trigger on any of those deals yet. So I'd like to believe that. Fulton, when he does reach the big leagues, he'll be with the Marlins. Maybe they surprise us between now and the end of the offseason or during the season as well. So to read yeah. Kevin's team, Josh Simpson, George Soriano, Troy Johnston, Sean Reynolds, and Dax Fulton. We could spend some time talking about players that were drafted, that were eligible. Um, one of you mentioned C.J. Hinojosa, some of the <laughs> other minor league signings. Emmanuel DeJesus yeah, is a left-handed pitcher. Um, on that front, Joe also, Joe Rizzo. Joe Rizzo is another minor league signing, but he hasn't played above double A previously. And some of the others that I had jotted down here on the reliever side, Anthony Maldonado and oh. Colton, Colton Hawk. Yeah. I was between him and Dax. No, and that was a, name, a name that uh, I remember Craig Mish was reporting on last year in spring training that could be a sleeper to make the roster was Will Stewart. And he's yeah. still with the organization. And there's some really fun ones that we could go to here, like Victor Victor Mesa. He's, he's still around. I had him on my board. Griffin Colvin's on my list. Jake Eater. Jake Eater, yep. Yeah. And yeah. some yeah, some other ones. Um a sexy one for me would be Nassim Nunez. Really? You think he'll debut? After spending what almost the whole second half of the season at double A last year as somebody that um, is, is already major league ready defensively. And for the moment, the Marlins are, um, I mean, they do have a lot of other infielders now above him in this situation, but as a guy that has a very particular set of skills with his defense, with his speed, maybe the need pops up um, at some point. And as a final reminder, you know, the objective here was drafting guys that were predicting to debut uh, last year. It was 13 guys. It, it's possible that they call 15, I, I would say the chances of it being these exact 15 are pretty close to zero. 
And this is something that we could check back in, you know, as the season goes on. And then of course, at the end of the year, see who got closest with this as well. So who, who so, do you think won, Eli? Yeah, whose team do you think has a chance of going five or five? Probably <laughs> Isaac's, in my opinion. I think when in a close situation, I'll probably just default. Mm, actually, that's a good question. I, I do think this is really competitive. So just like the differences between these rosters, I thought Isaac got the clear number one guy, Nick Enright, yeah. because this is an organization that when they pick rule five guys, they give them every chance to make the team. He would have to have a truly disastrous spring training to get sent back. Um, so because of that, you know, that I feel like that's the one pretty close to automatic one as well. And obviously, and you picked up on the Jacob Amaya quote that Kim Eng made like gently committing to bring him up at some point during the season. So that gives you an edge. Then we go to Rob and I'm at the very end. I love the Zach McCambly value of all the really anybody from round four onward. I thought McCambly was my favorite pick in there. He was somebody that I jotted down for the exact reason that he brought up, even though it's been a pretty rough journey as a starter, um, his stuff should play pretty easily in the bullpen. If they do make the decision to convert him, so I like that particular pick as well. And I mean, there's nothing not to like about Yuri. Um, he is, when we think about who could get traded, he's the one guy on this list that is not going to get traded this year. He is untouchable. So he's going to be with the Marlins. And even if he's not going to make the team out of spring trading, we don't think, but his potential, there's really no holding him back uh, with the exception of a possible injury. And then with Kevin, <laughs> What do I have to say about Kevin? <laughs> I, he, he tried to win my heart over with the Sean Reynolds pick. And I did. I, I, I disagree with you about that particular one. But it's hard to like fault going with 40-man roster relievers. I mean, basically yeah. every pitcher on a, every reliever on a 40-man roster during this season, barring injury, usually gets a shot. So from that, I think you were the one person that did that. So – those are two pretty high likelihood ones in Simpson and Soriano to get those opportunities. I understand the thinking behind Troy as well. Um, and that could look pretty good if they don't actually get a other veteran first baseman. And um, so they all have positives in there. I would lean towards if I was to predict who's going to get the most on this, I would go with Isaac. Um, yeah. But it's going to be close. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. How, are you gonna like be updating it every time someone gets called? Like when the opening day roster gets revealed, a point for Isaac for Nick Enright being on it. Absolutely, and I mean, so the premise behind why I came up with this idea is that you know, in running this site for as long as I have been, no matter where the team is in the standings, people absolutely love call ups. There's like nothing better than somebody debuting for the first time, um, even. So usually you'd hope that the main fan base gets excited. And even if not, there's like this small section like rooting for this particular person because of the school that he went to or because of something specific about his journey. Like this, to add just this little uh, element to it where we can now be invested in particular guys, getting that opportunity um, is a no brainer. So this just came into my head uh, a couple days prior to when we're recording this. And uh, I'll remember for next time that this one kind of quick and even though it was felt like scraping the bottom of the barrel, I, I felt like we could have gone a couple more rounds and get just. Uh, I mean, I would enjoy watching you guys suffer, like the decision making process, and the round six and the round seven, like 
really reaching for straws. Guys, I would have that opportunity. I think that would be fun. But other than that, nice tidy episode. One of the more concise episodes that we've had. Obviously, we're going to post these rosters up on social media and on fishtraps.com so we can get people's feedback as to who we think made the best picks. And this is kind of a, a play from home sort of game as well, where I guess people can uh, do it on their own and like come up with how would they rank these players in terms of the likelihood that they're going to get those opportunities. Once again, so thank you to Rob from uh, Pro Baseball Radar for hopping on here. Uh, be sure to find him. You can find him on Twitter at Baseball Radar, and you can enjoy all the uh, tracking that he does for all 30 organizations of these type of decisions. So let's, let's see if his, um, his experience and his knowledge in general of how this stuff works will uh, overcome Isaac and Kevin and their special focus on the Marlins as well. But we're going to watch this play out over the course of the whole year. Um, so we'll figure out what episode this is, whether it's episode 33, 34, or 35. We'll post it uh, at some point soon, depending on what other unfiltered stuff we have going on. Yeah. But yeah, outside of that, Thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. We got to end it off right. We got to end it off right.